we have increased the number of roads that are in these small suburban areas and we've increased the number of population. And so when you decrease the, the ability to maintain and increase what you have to maintain, it's, it's recipe for disaster. So we've been looking at that and uh, that's what led the conversation here uh, two weeks ago. Last month's winter weather preceded by rainfall wreaked havoc on Ellis County roads. I'm Jonathan Swecker with Eagle Radio and HayesPost.com. And I spoke with Ellis County Commissioner Nathan Liker and County Administrator Dara Myers about their future plans and discussions on the road system within Ellis County. And we also recap the previous Ellis County Commission meetings from the month of February on this episode of the Hayes Post Podcast. People are aware, you know, we went through a huge snowstorm We that was coupled with extremely dry conditions last year. So uh, the roads are in pretty rough shape. Um, but got to looking at deeper problems. We've had, we've fielded a number of complaint calls, uh, upset residents. A lot of those complaints come in the small suburban areas. So kind of started doing a little bit deeper dive onto what's happened over the years. Why, why we've seen an increase on this. And, uh, it's, it's been a, a number of different factors, you know, uh, we've lost greater territories. We've lost some equipment, uh, all in an order to kind of keep our, uh, our budget con- within constraints on the County level. So, um, but while doing that, we have increased the number of roads that are in these small suburban areas and we've increased the number of population. And so, when you decrease the the ability to maintain and increase what you have to maintain, it's it's recipe for disaster. So we've been looking at that, and uh, that's what led the conversation here uh, two weeks ago. Right after the snowstorm that we had with the, the blowing snow and all that, I know you had a resident who, I'm not sure if he technically lives in one of those subdivisions, but um, he lives on the outskirts of the county, and he came and talked about uh, kind of the road work. And so I don't know if that was part of the start of the conversation, but it's one of those things where people who live outside of the city limits of Hayes understand some of the challenges that are currently facing public works and on the roads. Right. Well, and that that individual he doesn't currently live in maybe a suburban development he lives right on the outskirts of it but the direction Hayes is growing it, it could be you know one to five years and that'll be a suburban development so uh it, everything's prime for it it's just a matter of addressing the issue and on, on a little bit bigger scale yeah as far as those suburban developments I think that's one that, thing that maybe um you know I don't know if you don't think about it or you don't, uh, if you're not in it every day, but the county maintains a significant amount of them. There are some of the developments around the outside of city limits of Hayes and throughout the county that uh, they maintain themselves, but there are quite a few that it's the county's responsibility. And so there's a lot that goes into that. No, that's correct. Uh, you know, our equipment's gotten much bigger over the years uh, to, to manage, you know, to incorporate and maintain more miles in a timely manner. But uh, the roads haven't gotten any bigger. You know, uh, as a, for instance, our county maintains uh, the little town of Munger. It's, it's an unincorporated rural residential area outside the city limits of Hayes uh, with city streets, you know, more or less. And we have to take graders and tr- plow trucks up and down those streets and try and maintain those roads with our equipment. So um, it, it's areas such as that that we're taking a different look at and going, okay, have we gone the right direction or do we need to make some changes now to uh, go into the future as a county? 
Yeah, and I think there's going to be, I know this is going to be going an ongoing topic, but a public works director, Brenda McKay, is going to come back before the commission a couple of different times and kind of present his goal and what kind of his vision for how everything goes. And we can talk about that in just a little bit. But uh, when you look at the issue of roads in the county, and Brendan will remind us every time the number of roads that we have in Ellis County, it's a the the mileage is is it, we are a large county. There are mm-hmm. a lot of roads, and so while the commission and prior, prior commissions have started to to add more money back into public works, because you mentioned you mentioned it, I mean that was an issue before was the lack of funding, and so now it seems like you guys are focused on adding back and trying to fix what unfortunately uh, was left short before. Right, and it wasn't so much a. Uh an intentional act on prior commissions. It was just budget constraints and and the political climate at that time. And I'm not saying I want to spend a lot of money to go over and blow up a budget, but you know, there's some things that need to be taken care of. Um, You know, it's a public safety issue. Uh, You can't let the roads get deteriorated beyond repair. What are some potential fixes going forward. I know Brennan's going to come with his, but I'm curious from your commission point of view, because money is something that you're definitely thinking about. Right. So um, some potential fixes are, are going to be short term looking at, you know, adding some different materials and incorporating it into the roadways to maybe solidify some bases and keep some roads from further deteriorating, uh, possibly adding a uh, another grader back to where we had been uh, in years past. They'd lost a, a grader in a territory, so we're going to look at maybe adding a, a grader and an operator to to increase the uh, the efficiency of what we can do. Um, Long term solutions. There may be some things where some of these developments, as they're getting built, uh, incorporate different building materials into their roads. Uh, we're going to look at county road standards and try and uh, accommodate so we don't have this problem on the backside we can address it at the front on development. You mentioned county road standards and um, maybe for a normal person, it's, you know, it's a road. It is what it is, but uh, Brennan and before him, they have a, uh, a spec that roads in, especially new developments that are being built, they have to be spec to this. And Brennan says, I don't know if he says they're lacking, but they need to be updated. We'll just put it that way. Yeah. And you know, th- that includes materials. It's width of the roadway, a whole bunch of different stuff. Oh yeah. It's, it's, it's far beyond what I know, but it's, uh, you're, you're right. Uh, we, right now we have a width of the road. We have some gradients to it, but we don't have material specs. We don't have compaction tests, uh, that are required for it. So we're going to look at those things getting built into it. That way we can prevent this. We have a lot of roads that have been developed on, uh, dirt. Uh, you throw gravel or you throw sand on top of a dirt strip and that's, that's your road. Mm-hmm. Uh, once it's graded, it looks like a road. It feels like a road, but when weather changes, it's not a road anymore. Well, we, uh, I know we will have more discussions about that. I'm curious to see where Brennan kind of goes and, and obviously the commission. And, and again, there is some money constraints with that. Um, when, oh, yeah. when we talk about roads, one thing that uh, I know, um, is coming up pretty quickly is uh, Ellis Avenue that uh, I know um, Brennan kind of you, you asked him about that kind of talked about that but um, you guys um, made the decision to go forward with changes there and it sounds like that could start construction on that could start pretty quick yeah so we're uh, we've changed the hours operation for public works uh, starting April 1st um, 
in order to accommodate more effective work days. So we're also going to, at the first of March here, we're going to put up signs, uh, lighted signs at each end of the roadway when we're going to close it uh, 30 days prior. Hopefully we can catch everybody with, with the radio here and, and those signs that everybody knows what's going on. Um, they're out. They're supposed to be out uh, maintaining alternate routes, uh, trying to make sure we don't have problems on some of the alternative routes coming between the two counties. So uh, then we're going to get started on on that project the first part of April and uh, hopefully get it done in a timely manner and have a very good road when we're done with it. Yeah, I know the folks that use North Ellis Avenue will uh, be grateful for that. I talked to Brendan. He said that the work that they've done to patch it has actually held up pretty well. So um, at, despite all its flaws and its negative poor, uh, you know, negatives, it does seem like that that patch has held up well. Now it's they need to fix it right. Right. And I, I think it was a kind of a point of proof of concept that we can we can change how we approach it. And, uh, I think once we're done, it'll be, it'll be a good deal. We've got a number of roads. Uh, this is going to be our proving ground. So we've got a number of different blacktop roads throughout the County that this may be an alternative coming up. Very good. Well, we'll change directions a little bit. Talk about another measure that, uh, the commission moved forward with set aside some money in the budgeting process to develop a scholarship for graduating seniors of uh, grandchildren and children who work for the county. And I know commission elected go forward with that, uh, creating what, 15 scholarships. Yeah. A total of 15 scholarships. We'll have, uh, five $1,000 scholarships and 10 $500 scholarships. Um, and they're going to be spread throughout the County, throughout the school districts. So, uh, this is more or less an incentive, um, try and keep good employees and try and keep the employees we have. And, it's a small token. Um, I know we've gotten some criticism on, you know, maybe using property tax dollars for it, but we're going to take that into consideration this budgeting year and see if we can come up with an alternative to it. Um, if it's a small incentive to, to keep and retain and recruit some new members for our County, uh, workforce, uh, we, we can't do the roads. We can't maintain our EMS or sheriffs, um, without a good workforce. So this is this is something to try and help keep those people in, in place. You mentioned feedback. I, I was curious during this process, what's that feedback been like? I know uh, Darren had talked about, uh, you know, the county employees had already been asking about it and inquiring on the process. I was curious as far as uh, maybe both sides, what you heard from uh, county employees, but then also um, some of the public, if you've had some responses there. So on the public, we did have uh, someone attend our commission meeting and uh, voice his opinion and, and felt, you know, prop everybody feels the impact of property taxes uh, and would like the county to address some of those impacts, which I, I do respect. And uh, that's why we're going to approach it maybe a little different this coming year. But, uh, and I've heard that from a number of people that, you know, why property taxes are going to that. So we started off as an incentive program for that, for retain and recruitment. Um, but there, there's some alternatives that we can look at. And what is that, what is that process like at this point? Um, it's budgeted for, for this so, year. So this year we're, we've already set the budget. It's, it is, uh, for this year, it's coming out of a general fund. Um, I believe on our, for our scholarship, but it's, it has been budgeted. So it, it's in effect for this year. Um, that it's already going on. So going into 2025, uh, our budget process, when we begin that, 
we can address that. Then I would assume that that's have you started working on the 2025 uh, budget yet, Derek? Getting close. <laughs> I've done internal stuff, but we haven't just start, started discussing it with the commission yet. Um, but uh, that will be something you guys look at as maybe different ways uh, to fund that starting um, or potential uh, other avenues, maybe? Correct. Yeah, there, there may be some potential other avenues to bring funding into the county for that. Um, we want to keep it, and I'm not, I'd, I'll let Darren answer for the employees. I think he's heard more comment on it, but uh, I, I want to keep somewhat of an incentive there uh, just to try and keep our workforce. And if somebody's interested in uh, in the process, uh, you might direct them county website. Yes, sir. Yeah, um, <clears throat> on the county commission on the county website under the commissioners tab, uh, there's two specific things for kind of recruitment and retention of new employees, new residents. But part of that is the rural opportunity zone, which is funded this year, and the second one is the scholarships. So. If uh, there's somebody out there that's interested, they need to be a high school senior moving into their freshman year of college, must be an Ellis County resident, and preferences will be given to those who are children or grandchildren of a county employee. And depending on the, the number of applications that we get, if uh, we need to expand that out a little bit, it goes on to you know cousins, aunts, nephews, nieces, et cetera, of, of county employees. Uh, but that that's the process for this year, and one of the ideas that Nathan has, has Commissioner Liker has brought up in regards to next year and, and not using the property tax dollars as proper, possibly shifting that over and just having an allocation into their budget to offset the expense of the scholarships by using sales tax money instead of the property tax, uh, which I is really the only negative thing that we've that I've heard the commissioner say is why property tax. So that's an idea that we'll we'll move to next year maybe if the commission likes and use the sales tax dollars so there's no property tax using using for it and it's a new thing uh have, i i was curious i haven't heard uh has is there any other county or public entity that, that you guys have have heard that offers something like this and is it similar to others i did reach out to the or county commission or county administrators association and there are others that do it i know okay. uh, for instance the city of hayes they offer uh, i think in their i'm not sure this year how much it is but in years past you should be about a hundred thousand dollars that they uh put out to Fort Hayes for uh, not necessarily scholarships. I, th I think it's for housing uh, of uh, Ellis County residents in the dorms there. So we, the commissioners took a little bit more approach and wanted to have the impact of certain individuals and um, be able to get Ellis County out there to the, to the community, go to the, the award ceremonies at the four different schools to be personally handing out the scholarships to the students and, um, I think just all, all around, it's it's a good thing for our employees, but it's also try to keep those younger kids here within Ellis County. And if we keep them here, that means our population grows. And if they stay around, get families, uh, have kids, buy houses, that spreads that property tax burden around on, onto more. Uh, the more the population, the more the homes. It, it helps the county government and it helps us grow as, as a community.